Two Faces Radio. Hey, this is Jonathan Tyler. This is Bill Sheffield. This is Connor Christian. Hi, this is Tinsley Ellis. Hey, I'm Eric Von Hessler. Hey, this is Kevin Kitty from Driving a Crime. And you're listening to Two Faces Radio. You're listening to Two Faces Radio. You're listening to Two Faces Radio. Two men. My name is Ira Malkin. Two microphones. That's Brian McClenny yes. over there. One internet source. <laughs> Two Faces Radio is... Two Faces Radio. The best podcast ever. And you're listening to Two Faces Radio, where both faces are precious. I don't know enough to laugh. <laughs> See, that's a good line. <laughs> I don't know enough to lie. Not smart enough to lie. All right. Well, let's start it then. Now that we know that we're at number seventy-four, so episode seventy-four. Wow, a monumental. Is this an episode? episode? Yeah, I'd say so. It, it, we were. I wasn't planning on it being one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it was going to be. It, but now that we have an actual guest, and, and uh, yeah, well, we had talked to Jimmy about you know because we had kind of some connections, so right, we had started talking about like, ah, oh, we just got to get you in there on an episode, and yeah. then now we needed a dry run, and so this all kind of worked out nicely. I'm yeah. the dry run episode. <laughs> You're our dry run. <laughs> no, hey, this is a real a episode. Wet. It's not a dry run. run. It's, it's a wet <laughs> run. Is what it is. <laughs> it's a wet run? <laughs> it's a wet run. It's a dry run, but we're going to lube it up. <laughs> <laughs> Right, is that why you're dumping beer all over the place? Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're going to loop it up. Tim, Tim got things. me wet, right. That's right. Right. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Let's start it like we normally would. Do it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to a monumental Two Faces Radio episode. This is episode number 74. Dun, 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 why is this dun, one dun, monumental? Dun, dun. Why do you think it's monumental? Look around you. Just look around look you. Look at where you are. Look at where you are. Oh, the look new at location. Look at the setting that we're in. Yeah, Tim... Just noticed that we're in a brand new studio. Thanks to the man that sits to my left. His name is Jim Zampano. Yeah, baby. Or do we call hey. you Jimmy Z? Uh, Jim Z. Jim yeah. Z. Jim Z. Sure. Jim Z. Jim Z. Like, like it. Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. And wonderful, much thanks. Wonderful to be here. Ira, tell, tell them why exactly. More wonderful for us to be here. We're giving so many thanks to well, Jim here. Um, I mean, where do we even start? We are in a brand spanking new fancy Fancy Mancy Studio. Fancy right. Mancy? <laughs> Fancy Schmancy. I wanted to go, with, yeah, even higher than Schmancy. And uh, we're set up. This is um, more than we could have asked for. I want to welcome you to the Zach community. You, you are in the formerly known as Eclipse, Eclipse Audio, Audio Space. Yeah. Which I had been to Eclipse. Uh, I'd rented some backline from them. But, I mean, it's been probably 15 years, but <laughs> it's, I had certainly in the past. Well, uh, had we not closed, this would be year 25. Really? Wow. Yeah, this, wow. this year. Uh, well, we'll get into the genesis of all that uh, in a second, but I want to give you a big thanks uh, for having us here. We won't go into the ins and outs of you know how we all got together, but we should also thank a guy named John Michel Hebert. Johnny Mike. Johnny oh, yeah. Mike. He was a uh, part of a lot of our Jean lives. Michel. He was. Uh, you know, because... Merci uh, beaucoup, Jean Michel. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. See, there you go. That's a, that's a proper thank you for right. Um Johnny Mike built out. Well, we we should say that we're in the complex of the. Would you call it a complex? A recording yeah. complex here? Yes. Yes, um, I would. Called Zach Recording. Um, Z A C. Yeah. Z A C, and that uh, is Zampano Audio Complex. Oh. Um, my family, you know, they love the name. Uh-huh. Uh, my grandfather was a tailor. It was Zampano Taylor. Really? My dad's got a tile shop here in Atlanta. Yeah. Zampano Tiles. Yeah. So when uh, it was time for little Jimmy to have a studio, they just expected Zampano to be right. in the sure. name. And uh, it's like, I can't say all that. Okay, I don't have Zampano enough space. recording studio. <laughs> so it's like Zampano Audio Community Complex, something like that. Let's yeah. just call it Zach. And it turns out my oldest son. Yeah. Is Zach, but he likes to be Z A C H. Yeah. Right. But Zach worked, and it, it was a, a personal thing. It was like it was a, almost a guy. Sure. You know, the Zach. Nice. 
community. Perfect. Well, that's that's where we are. And then, obviously, Zach Brown stole your whole idea and Absolutely. used <laughs> it happens that every name time. as his first name. <laughs> no right? They probably recorded here and said, you know what? He I said, if I'm going to get anywhere, I'm changing to, my name I'm taking Joe the H, I'm taking the Zach. H off of my... And I'm taking the H off. I'm <laughs> if I'm ever going to be Z part Z of that lucrative Two Faces radio crowd, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to change my name. Yeah, yeah it's too bad that guy didn't uh, stick around and ha- just hang with us. Well, hey, listen. He could have actually gotten somewhere. We are uh, we are more than appreciative. I mean, yeah. Ira and I were once again... Ira, Tim, and I were once again homeless. And um, yes, studio list, studio, studio which I homeless. feel like anybody who's been following that's worse us than is being regular like, homeless. What's the matter with you guys down there? You know, yeah. you can't settle in and do this thing. You know, but um, we, we've had a bumpy road over the past. I guess it's really just been over the past year or so, yeah. year and a half, year and as a half, far as yeah. where the studio was going to be. I yeah. mean, we we loved our beloved Studio A, studio of, a. of course, um, but this is uh, we definitely put the um, and, w- and we had left Studio A and then came back to Studio A, and we can say for sh- with relative assurity that we will never be back to Studio A this time. <laughs> relative assurity? Well, you no. know, you can never say never, Certain. but... <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. We, we, will not we be won't back. be back at Studio A. No. They blew the place up after we left. Something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Studio A no longer exists. They essentially blew the place up yeah, after pretty we left. Much, so. um, but, man, we are really thankful to be you're here. Right. So we're in the uh, Zach Recording Complex. Uh, Eclipse Audio was, and now uh, and now we are here where where they used to be, uh, a cool setting, and uh, Brian and I have some history in this complex yeah. as well. Uh, Is that where we start with this whole thing, or what? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, why not? All right, that's a good we place. Don't we good always start place with, with, as any? Right? Don't you always tell your kids to start with connections? I, we always like talk that? about making connections. Making yes, connections. obviously, yes. definitely. Not his You're own right. kids. He's a teacher. He's right, but I'm sure with his own kid too. Yeah. He, tell her to make connections too. Right. Um, Brian and I actually right up above where we're sitting right now. Yep, used to be a studio called Southern Living at its finest, very correct? finest, which was always very at its very finest. I always yeah. thought it was a great name too. By yeah. the way, I know it was great. Was there another studio there before that? No, uh, where you guys were upstairs that never existed prior. Yeah, uh, but Southern Living at its finest is actually was actually where Stonehenge control room is right now i was going to get the stonehenge too. yeah so yeah. the building that you're seeing there with the studio it was just a front building and then a grass path to the warehouse yeah so that's where stonehenge was the, oh, old, yeah. the old landlord ended up joining them together much later on oh okay uh, about 91 ricky moved into Upstairs. into the warehouse no oh oh into the back of yeah st- okay so that's where it was 91 yeah so stone so we, sh- we should Tell our listeners. So Stonehenge is the the big studio here. It's the big SSL room here right. on the Zach. So that's the big live room, which um, – can you see pictures of that on, on your website? Probably. Uh, yes, you yeah. can. If, yes. Um, if you're listening, yeah, go check that out right now as you're listening if you're in front of your computers. Uh, pretty amazing live room. And uh, I actually had a hand in building those speakers that are in the control room in there. Yes, you did. I did. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember when – I believe that was all around that time when we were recording upstairs. I remember going next door because they were just putting those in at, with Jean Michel. Exactly. With Jean Michel. And we went in next door. It doesn't and we were, seem like it was that long ago, but it was. It was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it and, was. Uh, and we were just kind of in the middle of recording, and Jean Michel was around, and we knew him through Jim and all that right. stuff. So we had another Jim. Right. Lidoff. Jim uh, Lidoff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, and so we all kind of went over there, and you were. Kind of showing off the new speakers, I guess. It was, and it sounded great in there, I remember. Yeah. That. Well, of course. Like, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that control room? Yeah. Anyway, just go go look, look at the pictures. And if you're a band out there right now and you need to, uh, you're gearing up to make plans to, uh, you're in pre-production for your next <laughs> right. your next CD <laughs> or your next recording, your, whatever you want to do, um, please consider coming in recording here Definitely. because uh, you will not be disappointed. And... You'll be working with this guy right here. We'll treat you Jim real Z. good. He'll yeah, treat yeah, you. Yeah. Great sounds. He might even treat you as well as he's treating us. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better. <laughs> Most likely better. Uh, so anyway, we have uh, Tim Butler back in our studio as well. What's yeah, up, Mr. Butler? Hey, Tim. We've hey missed you, Tim. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. What was the last one I did? I don't know. Do 
clearly not going to look. Don't worry, Jim. We'll come back to you too. I just wanted to acknowledge that Tim was here. I think it was the Tinsley. No, really, Tinsley. Wow, yeah, really, Tinsley. Here we go. Yeah. You know, we did the last four Tinsley records here. Yeah. Did you do the newest one that that just uh, released? Man, Tinsley did that all himself, instrumental. It's an I all instrumental record. Oh, really? I am really yeah. interested to find out because yeah. he asks a lot of questions, like when we were in the studio, how to run Pro Tools, how to do this yeah. and that, what mics and what compressors, and he spent a lot of time. So he think he picked studying. your brain for a lot of questions. I, I think he used that information. You well. told him too oh, much. No. <laughs> what did you do? He's the sweetest guy. Yeah. Like you can't help but but want to just tell him everything. Yeah. Wow, that's Court, a great and, mic. And we're so. I mean, we're so. Uh, you know, cool that we think, right. you know, I'll tell you whatever. You, you never, you know, do what I do. You never right. make that sound. Right. Right. So right. I'm waiting. He just mailed the records. Of course, I was getting a little worried when he was taking notes as I was talking. <laughs> when he whipped out his notebook. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> was notating stuff. But uh, that interview, though, was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was about... I don't think it was the Tinsley. Yeah, You've been in since I think then. he's right. But, you know, we've been really and who sporadic, cares? Ira. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's true. And no. to our fans, I apologize for that. It's, it's all my fault. I take full responsibility. But I'll tell you what, we're in this great new studio and we're back on track. Baby. I mean, the first year we, the first year we were doing recordings, we did I think about twenty five episodes. We were doing something like every other week. Sure. I mean, sometimes it would be four weeks in a well, row. For a while we nothing, were doing, you know, but it was right. it averaged about every other week. <clears throat> What are you looking at now? I, I was going to go through some of these and see if he thought he was at any well, of Well, no, it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I was curious myself. You're curious. You were doing in the middle of but a radio it, show here. Hey. You, get, you do your research on your own time. <laughs> research. Speaking of research, I was cracking up because we were, you know, we were talking about coming in here and doing the dry run. And, uh, <laughs> and we decided that now and it's we were a wet run. We were going to, you know, play a little bit. And I know we had talked to you already about doing, you know, an inter- having you come in and do an interview because... You know, we just felt like we definitely wanted to kind of welcome you into our family as you were welcoming us into yours, I guess, would be sort of the way to look at it. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, but, you know, we were talking about just coming in here because we got a band coming in tomorrow now for our first sort of band recording, yeah. band podcast. Sure. And then Ira texted me. He was like, yeah, I think we're going to do the interview thing with Jim. And I'm like, oh, I've got to research. i got to do something. You know, I want to look up a little about Zach recording. And, you know, just, and I had you know, no time. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just going and winging it. You know? No, it's easy. I knew it would just be a hang. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, Much better. No, don't do research. You well, dig up some old sometimes you skeletons have. and shit. Well, but some bands come in here, some guests come in here, and they don't even remember stuff about their lives. And then we have to remind them. Remember, you know. So in 86, you recorded that one. Re- oh, that's right. Yeah, let me tell you about that. Well, you know, I know I mentioned this to you, but I, I just like the story. I don't know if I, if you care if I share when we recorded, you know, upstairs. And who was the guy that was running upstairs? Well, it was Ricky Keller. For Ricky Keller, right, yeah. yeah. And um, I know I told you last time we were here, but my favorite part was, you know, we had hired these background singers. Uh, initially, we just got these girls that just were like girls that could sing, you know, like, you know, gospel singers and Hookers. We're hookers. <laughs> we weren't really planning on paying them anything, you know. Hooter girls. And the, then, their normal rates. <laughs> right. The street rates. <laughs> and then one, one of the girls got sick, couldn't do it last minute, whatever. We never got to work with her, rehearse with her. And we called on our buddy who had done the first album with us as a drummer, who was at the time a guitar player for Arrested, Arrested Development, Development. Uh, Jason Riker. J.J. Boogie. J.J. Boogie, excuse me. Oh, I apologize. That's awful. And um, if you got a name like JJ Boogie, you got to be a musician, right? You know, that's you, what happens. I think or, so. But anyway, right. go ahead. Anyway, so anyhow, I called him because I had seen them Arrested Development play not too long ago, and not too long before that, and they had these great background singers. So I call him. I'm like, hey man, you know, blah blah blah. He gets this girl to come in, total professional, one of their singers, awesome. And then we've got our kind of amateur. You know who's. Good, a good singer, but she was definitely nervous doing the recordings. You know, we well, had she had just done some church singing and stuff. Or, yeah, or I don't exactly. Know what she had done, yeah, but, and yeah. we had worked some stuff out. It it was sounding great, and it sounded really cool. We were like really pumped, and 
you know, I was talking to Ricky at one point, and I was saying, yeah, you know, we use these girls. You know, one of these girls is really great. I said, you know, the other one's not really professional, but you know, I think it sounded pretty good. You know, we were going for that Black Crows, you know, like yeah. Southern Harmony kind of thing. He's like, oh, man, you should have told me. I probably could have gotten those chicks. <laughs> like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Kill me now. What are you telling me? You yeah, know? but we wouldn't have wanted to pay for those <laughs> we chicks. We probably is, is couldn't problem. have paid right. for those chicks. That true. was not in our budget. But that was just a lot. I was like, ah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, okay. that that really was what Ricky was all about. He yeah. knew every... Making connections? Every, everybody. Yeah. Anybody horn else? players. Anybody yeah. else? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And again, but everybody. I mean, yeah. every, he got the call. Where's the trumpet player? Where's the horn player? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a Van Halen fan at all? I, <laughs> Don't I, start this. <laughs> I know that there's a thing here about that. But I, I once was... I remember. <laughs> okay, so I remember when there they opened day, at the Fox Theater, yeah. and yeah. they were the thing. And I can't remember who opened. I mean, who was the headliner? But this is when, David Lee Roth, Halen. This is yeah, yeah. This was when that. Well, if they were an opener, yeah. When the first one came oh, out, right. and they opened at the Fox. Yeah. And uh, who were they and, opening for? Do you remember? Th- man, I want to say was it Black it was, Sabbath. There no, were, I want to say it was a Nugent. Jeff, Jeff Beck. Jeff oh. Beck. Wow. 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 And I could be Tim, wrong. And I that's could like be. your wet dream concert right there. But we, you know, I remember no? being very, wow. very high and turning to my friends. <laughs> and we were both going, this band, this band that we just saw is going to be the shit. Really? This is gonna, they're going to take over. Sure. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, seeing a band like Van Halen for yeah. the first time when there was nothing else really... Yeah, would, yeah, would yeah, you, yeah. Do you want to join an argument with us? Oh, can geez. you no, can, can you rank the first five Van Halen albums? <laughs> <laughs> Best to worst. Yeah, what happened there when we I'm did not this? starting this no, again? I, I couldn't. This do could it. be a whole episode. <laughs> that's gonna, I think that's it. We're just gonna have We're to gonna make do it a episode. Van Halen. Episode. We're gonna do a Van Halen episode. We're just gonna. That's it. It's official. It'll be episode fifty-one fifty. <laughs> it's gonna be a few years. From It'll now, be a few years. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to wait for a while. Can we at least make it episode nineteen eighty four? All right, all right. It, it could be nineteen eighty four. At least get it in yeah, a what's more the reasonable range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when Sammy named it fifty one fifty, you think Dave was like, "Oh come on, what are you doing four numbers again?" <laughs> four what's numbers. The matter with you? Huh. Couldn't be original. Think of something else. All right. Uh, so where were we? so we're back at uh, Southern Living. We had a great experience. Recording, yeah, there. really. We recorded with uh, the engineer Alex was Lowe. Alex. Alex, Alex Low, Low, Alex Low. I was going to call him Row for a second. I don't know why. Um, Play me a song, Alex Low, Alex Low. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's, sorry. that's a little <laughs> different. And well, um, we used to do that to him, though. Long story short, you did. Yeah. 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 Alex Low, Alex Low. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you used to do it? Well, the whole the Curtis Low thing. Yeah, right? yeah, it yeah. Was just, so you did that, used to sing that? That was a good yeah, little goof the, for him, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> same. We're on the same and, page. And, I told you. And he, he laughed every time. Yeah. <laughs> of course. He's a, he's a good uh, <laughs> he was, he sax was player, too. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. I feel like I saw him playing recently with somebody. We did see him playing with somebody. We did? Cadillac, Cadillac Jones? Cadillac Jones. I Cadillac think, Jones. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of like their fill-in. Yeah. Gotta have those guys. Now that we have this studio, we can get those guys back in here. Yeah, baby. You know? No problem. But, yeah, so that was it. That was... So that was when our paths, I guess, first crossed. Sure. And now look. And now here we now are. Now we're underneath where we were. In Eclipse They Audio. thought they had gotten rid of the honey. So, um, where do we go from here? What do, know, we do? do we do? Anyway, to, well, to briefly just address our fans, I know, thank you for being patient with us. We've, uh, we've been kind of all over the map here. We, we had a few spurts of, of great shows, and then we kind of took some breaks here and there. And uh, if you haven't heard some of the recent stuff, please go back. And uh, and check it out because there's been some great bands, including Radio Lucent, who we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, but um, recorded. I also will say, Zach favorites. Yeah. If this is the first time you're listening to us, if you're <laughs> listening on iTunes, go to our website. It's uh, twofacesradio.com. And if you're listening to us on our website, and you don't realize that you could very easily just go straight over to iTunes on your phones, or on your computers, or on your iPads, or wh- what have you. What, you whatever could very easily find us on device iTunes. you like to. Yeah. You can find us on iTunes. It's all for free. You can download us or you can stream us straight from there. Just click subscribe. We like the Well, you can do that, but you can't. It's it's tough. Like, you can't do that on uh, iPads and iPhones. Right. That's true. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah, I I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm going to have to have a talk with the Apple people. Yeah, call them. All right. This is Ira from Two Faces Radio. (laughs) (laughs) We have... Brian, a little Brian issue has a, with I'm okay with it, but Brian has oh, a problem. Oh, you're pegging on me. 
see how that And works. that would say Brian again. Brian McClenning. Well, Bri- yeah. Brian no, I was going to say if we if if we were going to get into get into something here with Jim. Yeah. I probably Oh, you have a good starting point? I here? have I feel like I've got a good starting point. All right, before you say that, yeah. let me continue what I was saying. Just, yeah, finish uh, up. A couple of the episodes. There's a bonus tracks episode that's great that I just re-listened to. Brian and I were just talking about it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, from some past bands from last year, we, we did a bonus track compilation of extra tunes they did on the show. And, uh, and I just re-listened to it again recently, and I just was remarking to Brian while we were at the playground recently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that it was a really good episode. Um, it's like it's almost like a Two Faces Radio kind of mixtape, you know? Yeah, right. Of, of great tunes, you right? Know? What are you yeah. doing at the playground? I just let's just, pick, let's just to, leave it. Trying to pick up chicks at that. Chicks <laughs> <Yeah>, with <laughs> with dogs. Who's, I don't know. Who's early release day? <laughs> the high school. That's right. Um, so listen to that one, and then I was going to bring up uh, Radio Lucent. Um, was recently on, and that has a connection to Jim, too, because they recorded here yeah. with uh, Jim Engineering and uh, almost producing, right? Yeah, yeah, I produced it with the band. Oh, okay, you did produce, okay. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't clear about that. Yeah, I'm And not you also really picked the order of the tunes of the on the CD, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Or is that I, not public knowledge? I don't guess it's public knowledge, but yeah, no, I felt <laughs> I felt very strongly about how that, how that should run. Well, and once and, I heard that you did that, you know, I really listened to what tune came next, and I was like, well, I wonder if I would order these any differently. No, he had it perfect. Oh, well, thank yeah. you. Thank well, it's you. always amazing. That's such a funny thing. And we actually did this a couple times, but right after we finished our second CD, I said we would do, like, these shows, and, and I would say, let's just do the album, you know, like, in order. Oh, because well, you spend show. Yeah, because you spend so much time working on getting this album together and picking out the songs and it's like minutia the way you like to say no this song should go here this no this song's number three this song's number you know you know certain right. ones or, like yeah. this one's number three i don't yeah. know why or but this it's one has three. to end this side right. this yeah. right exactly. you know? start this side. Yeah. right 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 so um or this song always has to go into this one you know whatever and yeah. and so but then you go to a show and you rarely ever play well except nowadays where everybody's coming back all the classic rock guys are coming back and playing and playing entire their albums. Hit albums yeah i know so it's come full circle. We're ahead of we the started game. a trend. We're ahead of the game. <laughs> ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. Yeah. Well, it worked for us back in the day because nobody knew our album. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nobody was going to say, <laughs> like, cheese yeah, balls. These guys are great. They they played you know tunes and you know randomly. I didn't I didn't know what was going to come next. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to come next because I don't know any of their songs. Right. <laughs> I didn't even know the songs. And I was playing them. <laughs> <You're, laughs> Um, oh man! So well, I right. love that well, that's, band. Just go back and listen to the recent episodes. I'm not going to pontificate on on any more of them. Um, well, unless you wanted to say anything more about Radio Lucent, man, I, I just think they're they're fabulous. I haven't gotten excited about a band, yeah, uh, rightfully in so. a long time. I, I I I see a lot of bands. I still try to get out and and get out of the studio. Yeah, and uh, uh, another drummer friend said, you know, you should go see this band, and it was like. I've seen bands. Yeah. And he's like, let me just find them on YouTube or something. So I right. called called their manager and said, you know, check us out on this, this, this. And I called him back and, you know, I thought maybe, you know, they thought maybe they needed to record. And I called him back. I said, you know, I, I think you guys got a great bar band. Um, but, you know, I think maybe you just, you know, work on this a little bit longer. Yeah. And he said, please, go see them. They're playing. They were opening for Rehab tavern 99 they had won some battle of bands that was the thing oh really right so i didn't say anything more to him and i snuck in and i just didn't say anything to anybody and i have you been to tavern 99 no i've heard of it but okay it's in the middle of buckhead okay those people do not care about live music of course not (laughs) they've got great shoes great button-down shirts and they just really want to talk it up and I knew this, but this band hit when they started into the first song. It, it you never hear Tavern Ninety Nine get quieter. It really? got quieter, and they started wow. listening to this band. And I'm watching the energy of these guys, and it, it was just it was really in the first eight sixteen bars. I was hooked. It's like, wow. Let me Do you watch remember the what that tune it. was? Was it Henry Hill or was? It? I think it might have been Henry Hill because yeah. that's that's that's, that's that how we started the record. Kind of melt your face, you know, right yeah. away. Yeah, Henry Hill. Yeah, yeah. They have a tune called Henry Hill, but I think it's about. 
a place. A hill place. called yeah, Henry Hill. Yeah, called Henry Hill, yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to the lyrics. Not, not the thoroughly. Henry Hill. It's not the Henry Hill. But, that's the, a but good we tune. can write it's, that one. That's a good tune, it's a pre- and it's a, it's a good album. And they've I got you said mu- and it they've was got Henry Hill spider. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got <laughs> You're a right spider. You're yeah, not you're a right, right spider. Um <laughs> they've got good songs. I feel like they've got even better songs coming. Yeah. You know, like they gave us a little taste of some stuff that isn't even on that album and I feel like they're already headed in yeah a more complete direction. You yeah, know? there's two of them developed right now that they're developing live and they're just right. fantastic. We were on yeah. the Kiss Cruise with them, and they kind of introduced those yeah. couple of tunes. Oh, so you went? Yeah. yeah that must have been killer. It, it, was, uh, it was an adventure. <laughs> 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 I never saw more tattoos. Oh, yeah, sure. In my life. Um, on 60-year-old women. How was Kiss? <laughs> and I'm, I'm just curious. Friendly. Kiss on a they were friendly. cruise. Oh you, oh, you met them? Well, n- no. Sort of. No. no. Did, that's, the key was, to a, was, that's the key to a really good Gene Simmons tattoo, though. Is you know put it on like an old woman and then you know, or put it on a young woman and then by the time she's an old woman that tongue is you know <laughs> really, really long yeah. looking just about right at that point. <laughs> I-, I could see Gene walking around the cruise ship in a speedo or something. <laughs> oh God! Please tell me he was doing that. I think I could hang out with Gene. I mean, everybody thinks he's such an asshole, you know. And I, it seems like he is. He is an asshole. What makes you think I, I want to hang out know. with I, you? I, 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 I don't know. But Why would I want to hang out with Gene? You? There's Come just... on, Gene, because he's a nice guy. <laughs> I don't think Look, I want to Paul, hang out with Ira. You've been able to put up with Gene for all these years, right? <laughs> of course I have. All right. Well, I feel like I have a kinship with you, and then well, maybe Gene. We have and I the can... same wig guy. Same <laughs> <laughs> wig guy. Wig. Oh, wig. Wig guy. guy. Sorry. Sorry. Wig guy. Ira. Those are those are some. Crazy this is why we. And if you go to kiss dot com, you can order <laughs> your own. Go to kiss order your own Gene wig. Simmons wig. <laughs> <laughs> and your saggy Gene Simmons tongue. Come on, you knew this was going to get out of control. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Where were we? Kiss Cruise. Kiss Cruise. Beyond that. Right. Oh, I, I went back to that. <laughs> uh, so Radio Lucent, yeah. Uh, go go check out that episode and go just go buy their record. Um, but it, it, isn't it, it is great, though. Wow, that was tough to get out. It is great, though, to find, a, you know, just discover a new band, a, a, a yeah. new great band. And when it's local, you know, when it's – Sure. And you're catching catching it on that – the uprising, you know. Right. Um, well, yeah, yeah. It's still. It's just a great, you know. It's just a great, inspiring thing to it see. Is. You know, it, it's that way right now because the, as they keep playing, their more fans keep keep building. They they right. are building it now. Yeah. When they get onto the West Coast, um, that's when I'm going to be like, man, now those people can finally hear it. Sure. This right. is Southern American rock and roll. This isn't yeah. Southern right. rock. This isn't Leonard Skinner. It isn't the next. You know. Mm-hmm. Whatever, um, the yeah. heart that these guys sing with yeah. and play with is yeah. is crazy. Right. Well, if you listen to the episode with them, you'll realize that they're the real deal. I mean, they don't they, they don't are. bullshit yeah. you. I mean, they yeah everything they do, they put so much you know genuine passion into. Yeah, they're not and, out uh, to impress anybody. Right. Really. Yeah. This is, you just turn them on. Right. And turn them loose. Right. And you know, it's which funny. happens to be the name of the record. Oh, That's really? Right. Isn't That's that right. Mooney Suzuki? Turn them on. Turn it up. Turn me on. Turn, me turn it up and turn it loose. Or something? No, it's uh, That's a Dwight Yoakam song. Is it? Yeah. Is well, it? Mooney Suzuki Dwight record Yoakam is something. Turn, something. turn me up. Uh, it's it's similar to that. Turn it on. Anyway. Turn it up. Turn me loose. That's, uh, it's different. No, that's, that's Phil a, Collins now. We're, just, we're getting a, into Genesis shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> then there was just Turn Me Loose by Loverboy. Turn Me Loose. Susu Sudi. This goes tangential in a second, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It doesn't take long. <laughs> and sometimes we never get back. And that, and but you know, you know what was funny, though, is Michael. Um, man. Michael. Man. Um, Michael Man. Ju- when I was, you know, and I know you said don't do research, but, you know, when I was doing my research before they were coming in, Checking out their music, checking out the videos, and doing you know probably what you were doing when somebody was saying, "Hey, man, these guys are cool." You know, there was something about him, just sort of like his look. He's got you know the shaved head, the glasses, kind of thing. And I, I, I was like, I can't figure out just from the visual. I was like, he's either like a young neo-Nazi or like one of these like ultra nerds who's going to constantly say things that. I'm not cool enough to understand. And I really had this, like, I don't know what we're going to get out of this guy, but wow, what a, nice, a <laughs> what a nice, genuine, 
guy yeah, and yeah. just so I felt like we all really hit on like what the important stuff in music is, you know, writing songs, getting guys that are all on the same right, you know, uh page with what you want to do and just really believing in the music being important, the lyrics being important, the melody being important and not you know, about writing hits and stuff. And well, Nazis are that way. <laughs> Nazis are very... <laughs> There's no Nazis. <laughs> no Nazis. But, you know, it was just one of those funny things. Like, sometimes you see somebody and, like, you just get these, like, oh, God, I don't know. I, what, what, this guy's not going to want. And we'd also just had kind of an interesting experience with another band that was... Huh. There's a similar look, maybe. <laughs> Mike doesn't have your typical rock star No, look. right. But, I mean, really... Totally down to earth, genuine, and it was just really interesting how he came about coming into getting into being in a rock and roll band. Yeah, you know how how he got yeah, coming from so, the, the church background. Yeah, and the, yeah. I mean, that's let's not rehash the whole episode, but oh, people well, should definitely you know, check that out and talk about what we're going to talk. about. Yeah, but I mean, people should jef- definitely go and check that yeah. out because I, I think yeah, if you're you will into, not be disappointed. You, yeah, you, you will hear a band that is trying to emote. Yeah, and emote well, right. And I know it's going to sound like I'm blowing smoke again, but the production quality of the record, stellar. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I listen to that stuff closer now. You know, now that I, if I know the engineer and I know where it's been recorded, and you know, then yeah, I'm then always like, all right. I mean, if if something sounds good automatically and it's local, if it's a local band that's just kind of gigging around, and I hear something that sounds ultra professional, I'm always like, wow, what? Where did they do this? And yeah. who did this? Yeah. And who, you know, so. definitely. But this one I knew, you know. At, as a producer with those guys, what what was your? Yeah, did you have to do? Yeah, any what were you guidance in the studio? Yeah, were, as far as were you doing like were you down to like structuring songs with them and saying, eh, you know, this part isn't working or we need to get something bigger going for the court? You know, how much were you working on the actual material or was it more just uh, technical? I, and I don't really call myself a producer. Um, okay. But some of the things that we do in the studio is called production. Right. right so okay. I, I'm a I'm a fan. Right. Okay. So the production that I did was basically f- from seeing them live and trying to get that over those sure. microphones right. and for it to come across the speakers at me. Yeah. So as far as song structure, no, they they had it. There were a couple of ideas maybe that said, you know, maybe this part should go a little bit longer or I would like to hear this go longer. Yeah. Or, you know, when you hit this, you know, uh, vocal production, you know, is, is something, you know, I worked with LaFace for years and so the vocals are always really important to me. So, and Michael really, I mean, he means all the words that he says, yeah. but sometimes when you're trying to spit it over a microphone, it doesn't come clear. So working with him on, you know, I, I'm really not catching this, you know, the way you do it. I, I need to hear you do it this way. A little diction yeah. and it wasn't, and stuff, it, yeah. it wasn't an incredible amount of work. You know, when, when we first met, they told me that they'd never recorded before. They didn't have anything done. It's like, okay, you know what? Let, let's just pick out three songs. You guys come in. We're going to do three songs, okay? And yeah. then you can go on your way. Well, what I found out later was from the moment that I told them that to two weeks later yeah. before the session, yeah. they practiced every single day their entire catalog, yeah. 12 songs. Yeah. Huh. And when we started at day one, it was prepared. like it was a two yeah. take, one take. Okay, right. all of a sudden, yeah. you know, end of day one, we've got nine songs. Yeah, and, and yeah I remember them saying how... Yeah. So they tricked me. So there wasn't a lot that I needed to really produce. <laughs> right. You know, right. I, I knew how I me. wanted the sound. Yeah. I knew how I wanted yeah. the drums to be. Right. Um, and there's only one guitar guy, so I wasn't trying to stack a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I, I was a, I was in the reduction. Right. <laughs> Not production. He was the reducer. I'm a reducer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I reduced this record. Yeah. Well, that that is cool. You know, I remember even being a kid sometimes going to see bands and being disappointed and not really deeply understanding why, but realizing how much stuff was done. Like, what I was getting live was not what I was hearing on the records, whether it be background vocal-wise or extra guitars or all this stuff that you're talking about. And it is great to have a recording, stuff you really dig, and then go see the show and being like, Wow, I'm getting the same stuff. Right. Like, it's or, great when you can capture a band live. My point was when pep, people left their show and they pick up this record, they're going to go, 
Hell yeah, that's what I just heard. I wanted right. to hear that again. Yeah, that's and cool. it's like yeah. hearing them live with just a little finesse. I mean, that's yeah. if, if I had a production concept for that band, that's what it was. Right. I wanted that stage thing for them to be able to walk home with it and hear that again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's but the, your philosophy actually. One of your philosophies is a lot different from that, though. Like we got into the studio, yeah. And Brian looks at it as, look, you know, we've been playing as a as a four piece, you know, or, or a five piece rather, for so long. But we've always heard keys on this. We've always heard organ. Right. We've always heard backup singers. We've always heard horns on this yeah. one tune. Now we have an opportunity to do it. We're in the studio, right. you know, and. But well, I we can't s- afford all those people yeah. when we play live, so right. we're not going to hear that. You right. Know? right. But now that we're in the studio, let's do the tunes the way we've always heard them. Yeah. You know? And, you know, it's something that you've always got to battle because yeah. you know what you've done is you know you you've envisioned your song and that's the way the song needed right. to get done for yeah. it to be complete in your mind. Yeah. But um, you know, in in some sense, I don't think it's a different. I don't think I'm going opposite of what I really think. I think in my mind, I always felt like if I can get to the place I want to be. This is how I want the live thing to be. I mean, I want background singers. I want an organ player. I want two guitars. And so to me, it was, it was just doing it in the opposite direction. I didn't have the band maybe complete or we didn't have it maybe as complete as I felt like we'd like it to be, but let's maybe get the recording the way and then eventually have the live show equal, you know? So maybe it was done a little bit backwards, but never meant to sort of deceive the audience in that sense, you know? Well, that said, I'm no liar. I think uh, um, I'm so country it hurts. It will probably be the hit single only because when I saw them at Peachtree Tavern, the whole place was singing the chorus of that of that tune and going nuts. And I was like, well, I guess this will be the tune. This is it. You know, and that's the tune that he thought was kind of almost like a joke. You know, doesn't it happen every time? Of course. That that goes back to the. Annals of history. Yeah. Yes, I said annals. The annals. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I didn't say anything. <laughs> you had a look. You were, you were looking. Yeah. <laughs> it was a look. Um, all right. So let's let's go into a little bit of history here with with Jim Z. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we don't have to go back to birth, but you know. Well, if just, if you want to transition, yeah, we can. Oh, what, Radio it, Lucent oh brought up an interesting story about Jim. Yeah, but that's uh, right. I know what you're going to say, but I'm sure that's one of. I'm sure that's one of many, but that might oh, be a way start to start that. Start there, and then what <laughs> you know what he's going to say, right? I don't. You don't? I don't. Neither do I. What was the story? It, it tell involves. Us, tell us about dinner with Aretha Franklin. It involves a culinary that's, experience. Oh, they okay? Yeah. So <laughs> the let's band, just cut to the chase. The band is learning me, and I'm learning about the band. So we're yeah. talking, and of course, the question comes. You know, well, who was your favorite artist to work with? Right. You know, what yeah. was your, what was the greatest session? Yeah. So the greatest session, and I, and it really was hands down. I had to. There was maybe another couple of, of front runners. Um, the Whitney Houston thing was was pretty spectacular. Oh, wow. But I didn't but, know that. But uh, L.A. and Face wrote two songs for Aretha Franklin, and we flew to Detroit to sing them. And, and it, it was amazing. She's got a studio up there. It's called Vanguard in Detroit. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't travel much, but I go up there with the gang, and um, we spend most of the day getting ready, you know, pulling in, getting the tapes up, aligning the machines, all that technical stuff. And Aretha was nowhere around, and so we expected her around 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. And I expected to be singing. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't sing right off. It's all about food. Her and her aunt yeah. brought turkey. You can't tell that by dressing. looking at her. <laughs> Stop <laughs> <that> at all. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you know, you can't sing until you've got you know a belly full, yeah. and, and wow. that's what gets it from the heart. So wow. it, they had a beautiful little kitchen, and they cooked. They brought, like I said, turkey dressing. And so it was like an almost a, a Thanksgiving dinner with greens and cornbread. And the whole thing, and all of us sat down. And no artist has ever done that yeah. Uh, yeah. for me. And, and I'd never been in a situation where, you know, you're the star. You've done all of this historic singing and yeah. all of these historic moments. And you guys are ladling greens out of a <laughs> colander for us. Right. right. So it was. So, that you know, Mike really liked that story. But it was beautiful. We ate in... Uh, all together. I mean, we all ate together like a yeah. family. And when she was done, we all just stood up, 
Next thing I know, she's in the vocal she's booth. She's like, I'm ready. Yeah. She's wow. in the vocal booth. Isn't and that incredible? The, the studio time, you know, the clock was running. It didn't matter. That's, hey, that's, you know. that's true. And in in, that's in awesome. order for quality studio time to happen, this food had to. How, how, <laughs> so if one wants to sing. Like food happens. <laughs> you want me to sing, baby? I got to get my food. Um, how did she have some great stories to tell? I, I would assume she has great stories to tell. Did she impart any of them while you were there? Was she, pers- was she personable at all? You never know. Well, you know, I'm just the engineer boy, you know, yeah. so there was no personableness sure. with me. Right. Um, you know, right. her and Daryl and Babyface, they, they talked right. and they sure. had their little thing. Um, but that must but have been it, cool. It, it it was cool because it, it, I don't think any of them had actually heard her in the studio either. Yeah. yeah. And when I hit record and she just started the intro, just the little oohs and ahs. I mean, we were all sitting next to each other on the console and, and our heads were all just turning, yeah. looking, looking at each other like, do you hear that? Yeah. Do, are you kidding me? Are you, and, and then the next thing out of their mouth, as soon as they could comprehend it, was, are you recording this? <laughs> right. Right. Like, dude, yes, Somebody I'm, press record. <laughs> I'm in record. So it was. It was That's got to be a goosebump moment right there. It, it yeah. was unbelievable for me. Unbelievable. Okay. Now, I was going to ask you um, about the whole Zambaland scene, you know, and, and, and all those guys, because it seems like you were right in the, the heart of, you know, Colonel Bruce and. Uh, I don't know who are some of the other bands. You know, Aquarium Rescue Aquarium Unit. Rescue and, and Unit, yeah. I mean, were, were you involved with all those guys? The Rescue Unit, all of those Was guys. Jupiter but, Coyote, were they part of that whole thing? Mm, no, not not uh, I don't Maybe because on Zambi Land nights, it, it typically happened on the twenty second or twenty third of every December, and it was a uh, an event for the Atlanta Community Food Bank. Okay. Uh, and it was the most amazing thing. But let me just start by saying, you know, it all happened because really Ricky Keller organized the whole yeah. thing. And, you know, if we talk about history, when I came back to Atlanta, I built or was part of the construction crew that built Soundscape Studios. John Merritt yeah. was the owner at the time. Right. John and Bruce Hampton grew up together. Yeah. And uh, so at some point after we had built the studio, uh, I was involved with Ricky and uh, mixed Bruce's Arkansas record. Oh. Hmm. So... <laughs> that's and that, when, that wasn't that's too when, long ago, was it? It was like 10, 13 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, something like that, It right? depends on how you do your math, Okay, but I think 1986. Oh. Oh, oh wow. Oh, maybe they, did they re-release it, maybe? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's yeah, what Term- I'm thinking of. Yeah, Terminus yeah. re-released it later. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, no, yeah. this was about 1986, yeah. and uh, that's when I, I, I really got friends with Ricky and got introduced to Bruce Hampton and... Uh, Bruce Hampton is uh, he he loves the letter Z. <laughs> so when I told him my last name, it was uh, we were immediately it was friends. Kismet. It, it was uh, Kismet. So he already had Joe Zambi, and now he had a Zampano. And yeah. actually, on Arkansas, there's Zampano's Retreat is the last. Oh really? The, oh the last God. song on the record. And and it's a that's pretty cool, right? It, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shit. Had no idea, but yeah. Look at the record, and it's it's a mishmash of edits of you know it's a fifteen minute piece, and Oliver Wells scatting and uh, a plethora of uh, of other things. So I, I met Bruce and Ricky, and something and like this I bought your tractor. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hey, this is Jim. I bought your tractor. Yeah, whatever. but he he did something on the other King Johnson song. It wasn't that. That was him. Oh, was that him? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. Sorry. It, it, it could be. Digression. It, it, no, it was. It, Brian was right. I thought he was wrong, but no, he's right. <laughs> I thought it was Chris before. Long doing that for a second, but... No, yeah. Yeah, it was... So yeah. that introduced me to Zambi, anyway, yeah. and, and, and Bruce and the Z and Joe Zambi and, and this, uh, this uh, story of Joe Zambi being reconstituted into a bowl of soup. He was the fastest man in the world. He was <laughs> shot out of some cannon over that? the desert. What was this? He he was a, an army test guinea pig. What? Yeah. Yeah, they put him in a rocket sled and uh <laughs> he was the first human being to actually uh uh realize a g-force of like 7. Really? And it's uh, the the story goes that his body was deconstituted and reconstituted at the end and that sounds like something Bruce would be talking about. Absolutely. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I never met this Joe Zambi until nope. many years later. Oh, and you did say so you did meet but him? But he is a real guy. He is a real guy. And wow. did it seem like his body had been <laughs> reconstituted? <laughs> 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 
He never had much control at all. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I mean, Bruce was certainly a guy that Brian and I always envisioned coming on this show, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, how how great would that show be? I, I, <laughs> I have no – talk about us getting trans uh, – Right. Tangential? Tangential, right. Yeah. I mean, that it, would be – It would happen. It would uh, happen. We met him one time. Brian Bruce will just spell two faces with a Z. There, right. <laughs> two faces. <laughs> two faces. Yeah, that, that's – There you go. This is Zyra. Zyra and Zim. Well, I remember Two seeing phases. him. I remember seeing him a bunch like of times Angie. at Smithsole Bar and you know whatever, playing around. And then we were playing at we were we opened up for Home Park Festival, right? Uh, I don't know. It was at Brandy House. We opened up for yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we opened up for him. him. Long yeah. yeah, and it was, but they wouldn't let us play as an electric yeah, band. Bruce we had didn't to be want us to play electric. And so for whatever reason, I mean, you know, we didn't really argue about it. It's or probably anything. just a backline so, situation. Yeah. And so we um, so we were going to play acoustic. We were out there and I remember we were sitting around at a booth. Yeah. And he, I, I, I think you were there and he came over and he sat down this. and the guy who ran the place, um, Ryan, I want to say maybe his name was something like that. Yeah. He was there. We were all sitting there talking and, you know, he's even interesting in his shows, you know, so. Just to have a conversation with that, I thought, well, how's this going to go here? And he was just like, how you doing? He's just a normal guy. You know, like, he was just regular. And I was like, you want to oh. pass that pepper, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big fat disappointment. <laughs> Big fat But he's been talked about a lot yeah. on the show because, well, Bill Sheffield. You have any history with Bill? No, I don't. Yeah. Well, was it Bill? Who, who was roommates with him? Was it Bill? Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds right. It wasn't Tinsley, was it? No. Uh, Tinsley hung with him for quite some time. Was on the road with him for, for mm. a good stint, a good really? stint of time. Yes, I think it was Bill that was I his roommate right, though, like yeah. way back or something. So he's yeah. been talked about a lot. Um, I was going to college in Baltimore, um, you know, early '90s, and I saw the first incarnation of Aquarium Rescue Unit come through, and I had already bought that first live record. You know the. Um, whatever it was called yeah but it was so good you know and i was like i think this may be one of my favorite albums you know and then he came through yeah with uh jimmy herring and o'teal and jeff sipe and you know the whole crew well that was actually the second incarnation wasn't wow as far as i but that but that live album was the first album though wasn't it no there was a an aquarium rescue unit uh called in a perfect world and there yeah. was a different singer, and you know, oh. huh. shoot me down for not remembering. Oh. Um, but O'Teal and Jeff, yeah, Sipe, yeah, and um, I should have the record. But I recorded most of it. Ricky huh. recorded a lot of it, and oh. I mixed that record huh. um, in a perfect world. Oh, cool! So huh. look then, that up. Yeah, hey, look that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, look it it, up. If I were to say that I was proud of any record I've oh, done yeah? over. The years of the silly stuff that I've done, yeah. R&B, <laughs> number one singles. No, this this record yeah. is is wow. really the one. These guys are, I mean, obviously, if you've listened to Jimmy Herring, Jeff Sipe, and O'Teal, Burbage, Kofi's on that yeah. record as well. They're, they're amazing. They were amazing then. Right. They're, they're more Well, it's amazing more how, you know, where those guys, you know, they didn't stay together as a band, but they all seemed like they were kind of hired guns in a way anyway. <laughs> yeah. And how... You know the, the bands that they ended up getting into. You know Almond Brothers and yeah, you know yeah, Jimmy yeah. Herring playing for the Dead and and playing for well, just all those guys. Just widespread now. Widespread, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, didn't it, he play for? Didn't he play with the Almond Brothers too at one point? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, Sipe was doing stuff, and yeah. And then well, this is where this is where the Zambi thing happened, and and Bruce and Ricky. Um, the Southern Living was the homes for all of the guys we just mentioned. You got yeah. Sonny Emery, Sam Sims, you got John Rico Scott, <coughs> Sam oh, yeah. Sims, bass player. Oh. Uh, toured with Madonna else. for years. Oh. Um, man, the, the list went on. I so with Sam a lot. Yeah, yeah. Is, that the, is, that, is that why I know that name? Is that the guy that, I, that you play with? Yeah. Okay. Occasionally. That's, that's why. I play I with Sam that. every now and then. Oh. Well, anyway. Just great guys, but yeah. this this group of people was all through Southern Living and the Zambieland thing. Sipe and Ricky basically put it together, so it would happen at Variety, and there would be a setup with two bands, two two complete setups, two drum kits, two percussion rigs, two organs, 
three guitars on each side, two bass rigs on each side, and it right. would be this big horseshoe. Ricky was the conductor. Yeah. And so at the end of his Ambulance, you were asking about Jupiter Coyote. Right. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. knows? At the end of that show, there were 80 people on stage. <laughs> Literally, there were 80 people, and Ricky's holding up signs, play drunk. Right. Go faster. Right, right. Slow down. You know, all of these Everybody things. solo. Everybody <laughs> solo. Right, right. Yeah, I think I saw... Wait a minute. Was this a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, one of the mega jams at the end. <laughs> While Sype was doing that, um, he was doing like a... Was it an open jam or was it just like a regular weekly thing at uh, the f- Five Points? With like a trio? Tavern. Before it was Nine Lives. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah I kind of like remember. a trio, right? But I think it was a jam, though. But it was, was a it? jam where he would just invite like his own friends, okay, you know, like yeah. nobody, could, not everybody. But you know, it was all experimental, free form stuff, which isn't really my bag, you know, to be honest with you. But yeah. um, uh, you know, seeing these incredible musicians just go up there and, and seeing what happens sometimes. When, when's we, the last time you took a razor blade to it? Piece of tape. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably ended probably around 2001. Yeah. Right after I opened this place with two tape machines locking together and, right. you know, doing. Do, do you miss that at all? To me, that's just a lost well, art. I was always just the sound. fascinated with the idea that you take a razor blade and actually cut into it. Oh, yeah. 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 That's got to yeah. be a scary thing the first time you do it. Oh, oh, it is because the client's scared and they're scaring you right. because the, you know you're That's you're it. about to ruin something because there's no undo with tape. So that yeah. that, that was always right. the challenge. There's no undo. So either you take it again, you make it, you know, you make a mess and you do the take again, or you're a hero. There, there was there was no other. Yeah. There's no in betweens of that. Right. Or you just <laughs> do everything live, you know. <laughs> or when well, you're yeah, doing no, engi- when you're doing engineering and production work. Like if you're a guitar player, you're, you you have your your guitar heroes as a kid. You want to emulate their their tone or, or or their style or whatever. Is it the same way with producers? Do 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 you want to have guys who go, I really like this guy's drum sound or this guy gets a great guitar sound or yeah it, yeah I think so and I think most of all? My, yeah and I think most of my friends feel that way too. Some of them won't admit it, but yeah, we definitely have records that. Uh, burned into our ears uh, as as younger folk, and those are the drum sounds. Uh, uh, a Keith, well, what were a Keith Moon kick yeah, yeah, drum? Yeah. You know, say. Yeah. So what what were some of those sounds? Uh, man, you know, I, I have to go back to you know uh, early Who records, yeah. um, Quadrophenia, even nice. uh, Led Zeppelin one, Led Zeppelin two, uh, the Physical Graffiti record, and and follow you know the Glenn Johns's, the George Cants, and. Um, uh, Keith Harwood. These are all guys. You know, we're, we're reading who who recorded this stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so those are the records that kind of impressed me. And you know, the production of Narada, Michael Walton, and, and the Jeff Beck records. You know, recording with DBX and Dolby. You know, the sounds that that those things were. It's like, how, how do you achieve that? Yeah. So yeah. there's yeah there's there's a lot of guys out there and man. My memory is, is is horrid for that, but you know it's the Led Zeppelin and Who stuff, and that's that's you know sound Stonehenge isn't that big of a room, but I can get those kinds of open sounds, and and it was the power of that you know with with air, right? Yeah, and that that's the stuff that always moved me. So that's part of my production. Well, well, do as an engineer, do you study or did you study other engineers? Like, how did Glenn Johns get this sound? And, and sure, did you research sure articles and, and, and um, oh and yeah, trade, ma- trade magazines? Are, the, are there as many like myths and you know like uh, false stories as you know? Because like with guitar players, you know, you're always like, oh, I heard that you know so and so in order to uh, you know he get threw his amp in the pool, yeah, he threw it in the yeah. pool and spread the mayonnaise <laughs> on it before he recorded. You know, it's like okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> He put a piece of ham on the end of his uh, that's, that's, plug, and that's only it. Colonel Bruce does that. Type <laughs> of stuff. But you know, you always hear those myths. Like, did you have you heard a bunch of that kind of stuff too? And in, in the same way, yeah, they are. They mm-hmm. are. I mean, you hear a bunch of stuff, and then you you actually try it, and you know, does it work? You know, putting a bag around a microphone and putting it underwater. Okay, you know, these are kinds of sounds. You know, what does the toilet? See, I was right. What does the toilet sound like flushing? Right. You know, yeah. what does it sound like when you? You know, 
line the inside of your kick drum with tinfoil. You know, this sounds is, like John, uh, John Bonham yeah. trick. You know, <laughs> right, right. All those kinds right, of things. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there are there are guitar techniques. You know, the <laughs> space, distance. You know, you the uh, think of yeah, well, I Alan, think of the cashmere. Yeah. You know, how, how do you get that sound? You know that yeah. that phasing drum thing. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's how, know, do, how do you do that thing that uh, that um, what's his name does on uh, Aerosmith? Yeah, like the, Sweet Emotion. Yeah, is it Sweet Emotion? That was just backwards. Like, yeah, drum stuff. Wasn't it? It's tough though. I don't know how you get all that stuff. And then even just yeah, it was like backwards, it was backwards drum. Yeah, stuff. I guess. Yeah, yeah the, but I don't even the, really know. Like, is there a backwards sound to hitting a snare? Like, how is that? You know, it's it, yeah, it's of course. Yeah, there's there's that that decay right. and Shoo. yep and yeah and that's right and that's Shoo. it right so that that's <laughs> that's the exact <laughs> i thought you were clearing your throat i'm sorry <laughs> it was probably <laughs> <laughs> that's probably how they did it in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> right hey man we need you to do that <laughs> thing okay all right oh man there's, did, there, did, there's so much reading there there you know there were mixed yeah. magazines rep there yeah. was all kinds of stuff you know that that People were explaining how they did how what, they did. What, these what did you ever work with a with an artist who who had maybe a particularly weird approach? In your opinion, like why is this guy doing that? Or was there anybody who? Why is he playing with his balls on the guitar? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I remember, I remember <laughs> reading like it's going to work. <laughs> it was one of the big guitar heroes back in the day. He said that uh, before he could get amped up in the studio to get that that stage energy that he would have. He would he would set chairs up and he would run around and jump up on them, jump up on couches with his guitar. Was it Tom Cruise? It was uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise. It was actually Rick Emick from Triumph said that. Oh yeah. really? And he would run around the studio and he said the engineers would look at him like he was an idiot. But I I can't remember antics quite like that. <laughs> and and maybe it was was my own Shrinking and use that I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> another f- another little funny story was this engineer that we had um, recording us on the first album was talking. He was oh, yeah. talking to us about you know gave us this deep conversation about I think uh, you know was it Gina maybe brought us like dinner or something oh, yeah. like that when we were you know in the studio for like a week straight or something like I had taken off work and everything like that and. He was giving us this whole story about, like, you know, man, no, I can't eat before, you know, recording because, you know, it cuts out all the lows or the highs or whatever cut out. Is there anything to that? Never have I heard anything like that. Right. So right. he goes through this whole but story. But I can tell you what happens when you <laughs> snort a lot of cocaine. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens? Your high end goes away. Okay? <laughs> so when you play your tape the yeah. next day, it's cutting your head oh, off. Right. You are. Okay, no drugs. Yeah, drugs change your hearing. Does food change your hearing, man? Well, food, I, some, I would oh, some say food well, is a listen, drug. He was so he was so sure about this. And then by the time we're actually working with him, you know, after he gives us this whole speech, the guy's sleeping. <laughs> He's falling through the whole thing at the council. <laughs> I turn to Ira and I go, I how "Sleeping affects the highs and the lows." <laughs> Ira and I mixed the whole damn album. Yeah, we did. This guy. Yeah, like that's a full. That, that's a full bandwidth. Seriously, problem, he set up. Thing. He set up the drums. He got the drums set, and then everything else we did. Right, right. I mean, N- we were needless really... to say, they cut us a little break at that studio. Yeah, got you. Oh my so god. We had an unconscious engineer. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it gets tough with you know bands sometimes when you do want to experiment, and then there's you know people are paying for studio time, and it's like, all right, well, how long are we gonna you know we're gonna spend half a day. Yeah. Trying to get this one sound, you know, we're just going to play, you know. It, yeah. I guess there's a fine, there's a balance there. There know? is there is a balance, and, and I have a lot of respect for the engineers and producers who just freaking stop everything to get the sound they want. Sure. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And I, I have been beaten down by so many clients and producers that I'm wasting their time, or let's just move on, or I have right. to get this done today, that I've... I've done shortcuts yeah um but let me tell one beautiful story you sure. know, we're talking about you know favorite sessions and whatnot um a guy named karen Karam costanzo costanza costanza yeah okay yeah he used to assist <laughs> brendan o'brien at southern tracks yeah they're playing basketball out in the yard one day he broke his ankle couldn't come to work sure brendan called me to come help it's pearl jam 
Oh, oh shit. At Southern Tracks. And and they're making the... Uh, what album? Versus? No. Vitality? No code. No, no code. code. Okay. So um, um, oh. I'm out of my mind and saying, great, I'm going over there. Russ Fowler's the engineer. Yeah. Okay. So morning time. Brendan comes in. He's got this idea on the piano. Russ, I'm going to the piano. Pull up this, and we're going to do it. So... Brandon's playing the piano. Russ at Russ Fowler, brilliant engineer, yeah. ears golden. So he's here in the piano and he's not quite happy. And if anybody knows Brendan, when he has an idea, he's ready to do it. He sits down and you do it. You don't mess around. It, right. You get the sound. That's what it is. It's there. No patience for it. Really. Russ is, you know, all I, all I remember from that moment is Brendan in the studio going, Russ, you're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> Russ is very, he, he doesn't run anywhere. He's walking out to the studio, yeah. and he grabs the microphones, and they move about a half of an inch to the exact place yeah. in the thing where it's supposed to be. And he turns around, and he's walking back to the control room. And all I'm hearing is Brendan going, you're killing me. You're killing me, Russ. And, man, you know, the, the, the sound cleared up. Yeah. It was exactly what he needed to do. Right. He hit record. Brandon took the one take, and it was gone. Okay, great. It's Go done. From there, but, yeah. you know, that's when it's going. You know, what yeah, I think. I guess if, what's if, our lesson there? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's like if I was just imagining if that was me being the engineer, I would have just hit record and go. Brandon O'Brien said, record, let's go. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And and Russ was like, no, man, you know, if we're going to do this. Right. This is going to be the Tr- way it needs to be. Me. You're going to yeah. you're going to thank me later. That's, that's you may top be- notch meeting top notch. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and that's I, I wish I could have spent more of my engineering days like that. I mean, that was yeah. so sure. impressive that that really it always sticks with me the way those two guys right. worked yeah, that right. way. They didn't compromise. Right. And probably somewhere, you know, probably somewhere underneath Brendan probably knew a little bit too. you know, like ah, he's got to fucking do this. But, you know. Yeah. And probably somewhere underneath you knew, all right, I guess that's what I got to deal with today. You know? I would imagine. Oh, man. All right. Well, listen, this has been a lot of fun, but we need to wrap it up. Is there anything you, major gentlemen. that we should that, that we're forgetting here? I mean, we'll do some promoting for the uh, for the studio, of course. Man, I'm just glad you guys are here. Uh, cool. I, I loved uh, meeting up with you guys. And you know my first uh, my first forward, yeah was was uh, seeing you guys handle Radio Lucent. They had a great time. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm just so glad you're here on Zach, and uh, I look forward to a, a long and uh, fruitful podcast after podcast. All right, cool. Do we have some other things to promote or anything like that? Yeah, do you want to promote that uh, that open mic? Oh yes, uh, Zach. The studio is uh, going to be sponsoring. Uh, one of the prizes, I know there's going to still be a cash prize and a uh, gig uh, for the, the top winner. At Tin Lizzie's. This is at Tin Roof Canteen. Tin Roof. They're running uh, an acoustic singer-songwriters competition. Um, I think it's a 10-week, and then the finalists are, are won, um, or, or chosen, rather. And it's done by... By voting there at the day. And if you've got a big bunch of fans, you bring them along with you. Michael Mann from Radio Lucent won the the last round, which was just two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's a really, really cool event. And huh. I went the first time. And so we're behind, and we're going to be offering uh, six hours of, of recording time in Stonehenge. Nice. Uh, and I don't know if that'll be part of the first prize, second prize, whatever. Um, but uh, about, you, you figure you figure about a whole album and mix figure it about five and a half hours of dealing with the guitar player's <laughs> tone and getting then, the sound, yeah. and then and an half hour. an hour of recording a song, <laughs> and then lunch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, but thanks, and uh, we've got now. Where is that, and when is that? That's at Tin Roof Cantina every yeah. Monday night. From first one starts this Monday, which is Ooh. what the fifth March fourth, third, fourth. Okay, and every Monday they're in, uh, you will be... My brother's uh, birthday. Happy okay. birthday. Yeah, I'm not sure how they how they started. I just right. saw how they ended it. Well, we'll have all the links to everything on our website. And then, uh, of course, all you musicians out there and all, uh, all you bands out there, this is where you need to be for your next record. We've got yeah. three rooms, in something Stonehenge. to fit every budget. Yeah. All right, good. Um, that's, that's a good slogan. That's the great thing about having a complex, to fit every budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Whoa. That was the biggest dead air I've ever heard on, on the show. You got to keep that in. That was awesome. <laughs> it's like a gaping hole. <laughs> we were all looking to you, too. We were all like our fearless leader. Uh, there was like a couple different directions I wanted to go, and I think my brain just kind of shut Froze down up. and said, all right, well, you're not going anywhere. Oh, we got Hair Metal Madness coming up very Hair metal soon, Madness, people. baby. The I riffs. Know, I know everybody's been waiting for it. It's the during riffs. March Madness this month. Yeah. Um, so ready. I don't know about that riffs thing. We'll Come talk on, about that's it. what we. All right, look, we'll discuss this off the air, gentlemen. Um, thanks we'll again for listening. Later, Spider. <laughs> You're listening to Two Faces Radio. <laughs> fuck you. Go <laughs> <laughs> you fuck yourself. Oh. <laughs> Believe this guy. You believe this guy. You're going to let him get away with that? What's this world coming to? Now he's moving. <laughs> What's this world coming to? What, you got me on the pay no mind list? <laughs> oh, you wanted a drink. Yeah, I want to fucking Yeah, I want to fucking drink. I thought you said you was all right. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're mumbling still a little prick. I you thought you that. said I was all right, Spike. <laughs> Dance the drink over here. We, we rush well, around. I thought you said that you was all right, Spike. <laughs> we got to get that painting in here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, oh, Henry <laughs> Hill. Well, Henry Hill. <laughs> obviously, we've saved everything for the show, haven't we? Clearly. Because that is our motto. That is the motto. Whenever you're talking and things are not being recorded, as they have been tonight, mm-hmm. what you really need to do is save, save it for, for the, the show. Faces Radio.